0: So in our practice this morning, we will continue to open up to other experiences that arise. And this morning, we will open up to thoughts. And just to review, we started on the first day just settling in with the body, with the breath, sensations of breathing in the body with sounds, if that was easier for some. (coughs) And then in the instructions next day, we opened up to more sensations in the body, either pleasant, neutral, or unpleasant, which are considered as pain, so working with pain. We open up to that. And yesterday we opened up to more experiences. Experience of emotions, energy in motion that arises and passes away. In the field of experience and how to work with emotions as they arise. And today we'll continue that opening up to include working with thoughts working with thinking. So I'll do some framing before we start the guided meditation. And you can have either your eyes open or closed, whatever is comfortable for you. So with mindfulness of thinking, with mindfulness of thinking, the goal is not to stop thinking as I mentioned last yesterday afternoon in the talk. Thoughts do thin out as a byproduct of calming the mind. They tend to do that. But our goal in this practice is not to stop thoughts. And I want to be very clear about that. Like anything else, we're training ourselves not to struggle Against what comes up, what happens. So, not to struggle against thinking. Also, not to be preoccupied, to overcome our preoccupation with thinking, our attachment, our entanglement to a particular plan, a particular thought, a particular story. To have a more open space, open stance with respect to them. Thoughts might be practiced with as, as clouds, like clouds in the big sky. They come and go. The sky of the mind can stay vast and untouched by the different clouds. Puffy clouds, rain clouds, Etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So the idea is to recognize thinking, just to recognize that it's happening. And if you find it helpful, just to softly, very softly, like a whisper, label, oh, thinking is happening, okay. And not get involved, not to get on the train, but to see all these stories passing as if you were sitting see if you were sitting on the shore and you're sitting relaxing and then you saw a showboat come by big lots of lights next thing you knew you're on a showboat go down the river Months later, oh, what am I doing here? Oh, you get yourself back, get back to your resting spot, sit by the side, enjoying, relaxing. Oh, this is so much better. And then a warship passes by. And before you know, you find yourself on the warship, angry, about to have a fight. Weeks later, oh, how did I get here? You get off the boat, you come back to your sitting spot. Ah, oh, let's take a breath under the shade. It's then there's a dinghy boat, a tiny little boat, broken, empty as a whole. Oh, you find yourself on that. Oh, poor me. Maybe it takes less time you get off that, etc., etc. So without getting on these boats, watching them pass, watching them pass, sitting by the side on the shore, watching all these boats, show boats, pleasure boats, war boats, dinghies, watching them pass, but knowing that they're there. It's okay, they can come and go. Not a problem, but not to get involved not to be preoccupied, not to hop on them. (coughs) So with that, let's get into our meditation posture, if we aren't already in our meditation posture. Making yourself comfortable, as comfortable as possible. Allowing your back to be straight, not effortfully, but as if your head is gently being pulled up, attached to an invisible string, ah, holding you up, and the rest of your body can relax and be soft. Ah, your face, your arms, your torso, your abdomen, your legs. Softening and relaxing the body as much as possible. Bodyfulness. Bodyfulness. Bringing, bringing the attention, the awareness, letting it rest, and the sensations, the raw sensations of breathing in the belly, chest, or nostrils, or the whole movement in the body, feeling, sensing. Resting, resting in the body. Allowing the breath to be soft and gentle, the awareness to receive not so much laser-like focus on, but just gently relaxing and receiving, receiving. That's a key word here, drop that in, receiving the sensations of breathing. Of course, if sounds work better for you, that can be your anchor instead. Sounds in the room, sounds outside, spacious. And if there are other sensations in the body, if there's a sensation that is so much stronger than the sensations of breathing and takes your tension away, your awareness wants to rest on that instead, it's okay. Let that take the center stage, the center center stage of awareness for a little bit, as long as it holds your attention. And then gently, ever so gently, inviting the attention, the awareness to rest back on the breath, the friendly breath, life-giving breath. now, allowing there to be awareness of thoughts, thinking. Thoughts like clouds coming and going. Don't have to squash them or get rid of them. Know that they're happening and they come and go, not to get involved, not to be preoccupied or entangled. Simply resting by the shore, resting, seeing the boats pass, coming and going, so many of them, different colors, functions, textures. The mind can be vast, the mind can be still, can be spacious like the sky the sky is not affected by the clouds it holds them all They come and go. There can be a resting, there can be resting on the anchor of the breath, resting, receiving the breath, spaciously, spaciously, allowing the noticing of the coming and going of thoughts and sensations. if if there are thoughts that are quite repetitive keep coming back, keep repeating if there is if you notice there's a pattern of same type of thinking happening there's often an emotion feeding them Emotions are like thought factories, unresolved emotions are like thought factories. If you think of thoughts as widgets being produced, sometimes when you see lots of the same type of widget, oh, there's probably a factory, and you go to the factory the emotion and sit with the emotion, as Diana talked about yesterday, Or, or, or Alex did, working with emotions, as Alex mentioned yesterday, can work with them with rain, recognizing Allowing, intuitively investigating, and having a nurturing, developing a nurturing attitude of non-identification. And if there are no repetitive thoughts, then you can rest, receive, be with the sensations of breathing in the body as the anchor, while noticing the arising and passing of sounds, other sensations, and thinking. Just as we notice thinking that it's happening, we can also notice our relationship to thinking and thoughts as a part of this practice. Most people live in their thoughts and assume everything that arises to be true? Is that your assumption? Do you usually assume that your thoughts are either true, false, right, or wrong? Do you identify with your thoughts? That is, do you think that what you think defines who you are? Is there a belief? that thinking will solve your problems, or that it's the only means to understand something. Simply notice, simply be aware of what may be unseen Resting, receiving the breath, and being open to all that arises and passes away without getting entangled, without moving towards or away from. So, as I mentioned, we've been building block by block the foundations of this practice and through the instructions every morning, setting the foundations, stabilizing the mind, calming the mind with breathing body and opening up more and more to be with phenomena that arises and passes away in the mind, sensations, emotions, thinking, sounds, etc. Everything that, that we sense. And with respect to thinking, as uh, included this morning, there is both noticing that thinking is happening, and also noticing your relationship to thinking in general besides the invitations that um, I offered. Also, you can, for the rest of the day as you're sitting, you can notice whether your thoughts are primarily self-referential or they're primarily about others. Do they tend to be critical or judgmental? What is the frequency of the thoughts that have should or ought in them. I should be doing this. I ought to be doing this. Are the thoughts mostly directed towards the future? Or the past or towards fantasy? Do they tend to be more optimistic or pessimistic? Apprehensive or peaceful? Contented or dissatisfied, etc., etc. This way you get to know the landscape of your mind, the cartography of your mind. You get to know, you get to map it out and become intimately familiar and friendly with it. There's no right or wrong. If there are a lot of judgments or shoulds, ah, that's what's happening. Just get to know it. That's what's happening, it's through that clear seeing, over and over again that these patterns lose their power. It's not by trying to get rid of them, stop now, judgmental thoughts, that doesn't work, have you tried? But it's through seeing again and again, with love, with care, befriending, you see them again and again, and they lose their power. So we have time for uh, a few questions this morning, and maybe even answers. Yeah, please. And I don't know if that is identification, but it's it's very hard to rest as that that state, you know, and just watch the thoughts around us. Yeah. So, just to clarify, what what you're asking is as I was giving the analogy of. of, Resting by the banks of the water, north by the river, and seeing the boats go, you actually you you're feeling yourself being by the uh, by the banks and getting on these boats. Is that what the part? Of, yeah, you were just feeling yourself, and it, it's yeah, it was exactly that. And um, and it feels difficult not to get on these, but not to identify, not to get on these boats. So how to rest on the bank? and wash them. That is essentially the question. And that's a great question. So what, how, how to do that? So it happens through practice. It doesn't happen overnight and it's, it's gradual cultivation. You know, the G in grace I was mentioning, it's gradual. So be, be gentle with yourself, be easy on yourself. So what tends to happen, which is perfectly fine, is you're resting with, you know, you're resting on by the side, you're resting with your breathing. Okay. Ah, Calm, yeah, and then a thought comes, and yeah, you you are on that boat, you get down the river, and then it's like, oh, you find you come back after however many minutes, the next time you notice it within sooner, the next time you notice it even sooner, so it takes time for that awareness to develop. There will become a time after this practice happens, like any any muscle in a way, um after times like, oh. When it comes up, maybe you go down the river, maybe uh, with the thought, it's just a few seconds. And sometimes it's just, and then you start to see the thoughts kind of come and go, and they're kind of there, but there's no engagement in them. So it's a gradual process. Does that help? Yeah. Don't be disheartened. Yeah, please. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, in the past, it's like as I've sat with them, it's been very much there's a quality of doing or trying that's really in there. Like, this is, since I can't do anything, this is how I'm doing things. Or since I can't try, this is how I'm trying. Right. So Yeah. Right. And I and that's certainly been true in the past. Uh-huh. Sort of this time, so much just like, yeah. You know, the habit that's been going on. Right. And I was just wondering if you could talk a little bit about, like, the difference between, like, I'm not saying there isn't any emotion. Like, I'm not suddenly someone who doesn't do things. Like, right, like, right. How much, you know, like, when it's just kind of... Yeah. You know, like, Right, right. Yeah, great. Appreciate the question. I'll I'll try to capture it a little bit so, uh, so it's recorded and also heard by everyone. Um, uh, So what you notice you've noticed in the, on the past retreats that there's a lot of habitual thinking about when I'm going to leave the retreat, or I'm going to tell my teacher, and and on this retreat you notice there is uh, and the energy of that was energy of doing, even though you're not. Is non-doing, but there's energy of doing something. And now here in this retreat, you notice there's less of that energy of doing, but there's still this habit pattern of the mind, still planning that, what I'm going to say to my teacher. And and um, and you notice there's less emotion there. There's less emotion of doing. Not to say there's nothing there, but you kind know, of an inquiry. Uh, um, is Is this just a continuous habit pattern that's kind of running its course, uh, and also is there emotion? I would say both. I would say, I would be curious about both because it probably is a habit pattern that's just kind of like exhausting itself. And now that um, you've let go of the, the gross emotion that was easy to see, ooh, now I'll be very curious, just delightedly curious, like, oh, what's under that? What's the subtle level of wanting? Wanting to be liked, wanting approval, wanting, you know, there's, there's so many subtle things that are there, and to see them, oh, look at that, oh, okay. just see that with, with gentleness and compassion and get to know it. There's probably more there, which is fantastic, because now your mind is getting more more subtle to see that, That subtle level, great practice. Thank you. Yeah. Speaking of teachers, is it realistic to think that you can become skilled at this without a teacher, or is it it more realistic to think that you should have a teacher? Yeah. Is it realistic to think that you you can become skilled at teaching this or doing this? At at this practice. to, to To become skilled at this practice, doing it for yourself without a teacher. Um, it really depends. I think, I think what happens. I'll, I'll speak from personal from personal experience. Um, and and your question is multifold. I mean, there is um, ha- having teachers that um, so so you can you know study from books and from from you know guided audio and things like that. But so many things come up that. it's really helpful to have a teacher to talk to. Really, really helpful. So whether that happens on retreat or whether you establish a one-on-one relationship with a teacher that you can check in with regularly, that really depends on your practice, your circumstances, your intentionality. Um, Again, speaking for myself, there came a time in my practice that that was important for me. Um, and through and well, when I say that, having a connection, ongoing connection, but even I, uh, I couldn't. For me, again, for me, I couldn't just study with books and audio. I needed that interaction with with the teacher on retreats, etc., to to kind of check in. Like this is what's happening. What and f- so I would say that's really important. That's re- that for me. That has been really important. Otherwise, I would be kind of. In the dark, like I thought I was doing right, but whoa, check that it's so, yeah, that's my sense, yeah. Exactly. The question is about different flavors, different ways of thinking, whether it's words, it's lexical, and you're talking to yourself, or whether it comes in images. And absolutely. Um, there. I think different people have different tendencies. Some people tend to be visual, and some people auditory and and, and have a tendency for words. So, So we each have a tendency. And also, each person at a given time for a given set, you might have all these images popping. Another set, you might have all these stories and narratives popping. So absolutely, it can show up in so many different ways. So creative. Our minds are so creative. Isn't that nice? Um, so, yeah, and I would work with them similarly, really. Just seeing them come and go and, okay, interesting. Yeah, same way. Thank you. So, I need to stop right now, um, and let um, we have a few announcements. One is, um, I'd like to ask you to um, continue, to have this continu- continuity of care for each other in your practice. And there are different ways that that continuity of care, actually both for yourself and for others. It's, yeah, continuity in general. So the word continuity has to do with your practice, continuing to practice, as I mentioned, as you're going to get tea or go to to your room, when you go to the bathroom, you brush your, your teeth. Your practice doesn't end when you close the door to your room. Have you noticed sometimes there's an attitude, oh, I'm in my room now, okay, Whew. done. Okay, now I can chill out. And, okay, I'm off retreat. Guess what? This is a six-day retreat. So that's continuity, really taking that con having that continuity of care with your practice, the boiling water metaphor. And that continuity of, of care um also shows up in different ways in in respecting the silence, what we call the noble silence. It's not a silencing, but it's a nobility. There's a nobility of, mm, yeah, I choose to be silent, to care for myself, to care for my mind, and to care for others. So not to engage in conversation. This is very important. We really ask you not to engage in conversation. Um, and and also during yogi um, uh, jobs, um, Keep your communication. You're talking to what is absolutely necessary. Really respect each other's space. It's not a time to start chatting and, well, 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 how are you doing, and this is my day. That's, it's not a good idea. You're not doing yourself a favor or anybody else. So respecting your own space, your own mind, and the other people's space and mind, and keeping communication to what is absolutely necessary. Similarly, that continuity of care goes in the hall, not going in and out at will. So walking meditation is a good time to practice going to the bathroom meditation, not during a sit. If there is an emergency that rarely happens, happen, that... It's OK to leave, but not, oh, I forgot my chapstick. I'm going to go and get it and come back. Not a good idea. Please respect each other's space. And going in and out of the hall or in the middle of a sit. OK, I'm done. I'm tired. I'm going to go out. Not a good idea. Please respect other people's space. Continue of care for others and for yourself. These are kind of retreat 101 etiquette, continuing with that. And this way, we can really provide each other with that care that's needed. The container of safety and also please do check the board for your names because there are practice meetings that are happening today so if you were seen two days ago you're going to be having a meeting today with another teacher we swap around you'll have a meeting with another teacher today and also please check the board to the right side of the doors as you exit. If, you, if there are any notes for you, even if you don't expect a note, please check the board at least once a day. There's at least one note there that has not been picked up. So, yeah. Thank you so much for taking care of yourself, taking care of each other, and thereby taking care of the world in this way. This is what we're developing, care care. Great. Have a wonderful day of practice. Thank you. Thank you for listening.